You're listening to episode 20 of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurities. I'm your host, Katri Barrett, and with each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious. Because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Welcome back, Curiosity Clubbers. I'm very excited because today, as you can probably hear, I'm out in the wilderness of Epping Forest and I'm joined by a very special guest, India Majuri. Now, India is the UK's leading energy coach and founder of I Am Health and Wellbeing. She is a qualified health kinesiologist, holistic well-being practitioner, a spiritual and motivational coach, speaker and co-host of the Healthy Conversation podcast with Abby Adams. India works with high-achieving women in the creative and coaching world to unlock their full potential, healing them from their anxieties, helping them regain their voice, understand their bodies and get them feeling confident about their health inside and out. So as I mentioned, we are in the gorgeous Epping Forest, somewhere I have always wanted to come to. So I'm very glad that you have brought me here and welcome India. Thank you. So (laughs) I'm very excited to be here in the gorgeous forest. You can hear, so if you hear the background noises, I know you can hear the wind and the the birds around. That's um, what all the noises are. We might get some visitors, maybe there's lots of dogs around and stuff, but yeah, we're out here. Just roll with it. Exactly, it's the best way to be. (laughs) Being one with nature. So, India, first things first, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about what it is that you do? So, I am an energy coach, and what that means is I work holistically at healing uh, people. So, I've got a little toolkit of holistic tools that I sort of bring together. I use a technique... well, I use health kinesiology, which is uh, a holistic practice, and other little techniques to unblock energy, energy pathways that people might have that causes them to get illnesses or ailments. So it really, really helps with anxiety, any mental health problems. It is super empowering. I help women like regain their voice, feel confident enough to stand in their own power, step up and just feel whole and wholesome really and get them on a path to finding their true purpose, their sole purpose. Well, I love the sound of your work and I've seen it, I've known you, when did we meet? A few couple of months ago through yeah. Becky Rabin's Get Lit Clique ripping the, the, the clique again. I've met so many <laughs> wonderful women through that. So I... I'm really interested in kinesiology and especially what I think might be useful for the listeners if they haven't ever heard of it Mm -hmm. to tell them a little bit about what the actual process is and what are energy pathways because I think for lots of people some people listening to podcasts I know are kind of very experienced and have tried lots of um, energy work and healing other people might not know what an energy pathway is okay so kinesiology to start with there's loads of different types of kinesiology health kinesiology which I practice is very different from other types I won't go on about the other types but if you have heard of kinesiology before keep listening just in case it's different so health kinesiology um, works at unblocking their, their energy so 
your body has a flow of energy from each organ it flows around the body you've got your aura which is an energy field you've got the layers around your body the ethnic body um so you've just got so many different layers and and and, and pathways of just flowing vibrational energy these can get blocked and um they can get blocked through like psychological problems physical um stresses um, environmental stresses like electromagnetic frequencies these can create so much stress within the body so the flow of energy doesn't flow it just blocks it's I always um, compare it to the M25 if you've got like a traffic jam on the M25 that's gonna block up you know more than just the M25 It's going to maybe even flow onto the A406 and like all the in in between roads and that's exactly what happens with our bodies so when we have a blockage, blockage, you know, up there, it can affect something down there. So it can affect all aspects of health, whether that's aches and pains, mental health, limiting beliefs. Um, and health kinesiology works at peeling away those layers and gradually getting to the root cause of a problem. So when we all work at healing ourselves, quite a lot of the time we try and fix the symptom, but there's always an energetic and emotional reason for why that is happening. So by peeling away layers gently, I find the root cause of, a, of an issue to, to dispel it and to heal the body from dis-ease. Wow. I love, I, just, I love it. It's, I love talking to you about it. Is this something, what do most of your clients come to you about? What are the symptoms that they're displaying? And then is there a kind of pattern to what the underlying kind of root cause and to the symptoms are between people that you see? Everybody's different. So you and someone else might come in for the same thing, but it, the sessions would go very differently. So that each session is tailor-made to each specific person. Um, but like majority of people come in through in, uh, hormone imbalances, um, stomach issues and um, headaches and even sort of skin problems. But it's funny because they come in for, with a physical symptom. But when we look at the whole of their life and like what is happening at the moment, they're, they're almost at a traffic jam themselves moving forward. So with the therapy, it actually helps them progress and build their confidence. And these symptoms are actually just showing up because they have been suppressing really who they really are. And um, it's able to, to sort of give them the energy, give them the vitality, the, the confidence to step into their power and heal themselves and just open the door to discover really what their body is saying to them so it's, it's understanding understanding themselves in a way that we're never taught does that even make sense yeah <laughs> just, absolutely yeah no, i can I love just a snaking sort of, part i know it. i just talk about it for ages and i'm like i don't even know if this makes sense anymore no it definitely does would you say that it's one of those things that is you very for some people or lots of people it's very good to just try it be open-minded oh, yeah. oh completely i don't even understand it half the time myself like it I just know it works and I, I, I really am in flow when I'm working. I'm really connected when I'm working and I, I work uh, energetically, I work spiritually and um, your body is telling me what to do. So um, I use a technique called muscle testing 
which I use a client's arm to push down really gently. And whilst asking the body yes or no questions, the arm will either be locked or spongy. So that's your body giving me yes or no answers. So I can actually speak to your body, get yes or no answers, find out what your body needs, but I have intuitive healing, I do intuitive healing as well at the same time. So it's a combination of so many different things in one. And um, yeah. So basically everyone just needs to cook to book a session, experience it, and experience they'll see it. the results. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. So what was your, what's your story? How did you start working in this field where yeah what's your journey basically to where you are today uh, I started in the fashion industry I, I studied fashion and textiles um, and that's basically where I was heading I, that was my plan A I had no plan B but I was it was really stressful and very toxic and um, yeah it was an interesting time but during that time, or before that time, I was heavily taking drugs. And um, I started at a really, really young age. I had a couple of traumas that happened when I was a teenager. And I think when you're teens, you, it's a very confusing time. Mm -hmm. um, so on top of all that, I just blew out and did loads of drugs. So I did, there was sort of peaks and troughs. Like I wasn't addicted to drugs in the sense that I was doing it every weekend, every day. There probably was a period when I was 17 when that happened, but um, it was definitely escapism. And looking back at it, my life now, it, it's, it's just blocking out really the, the problems. So every, a lot of the weekends would go out and get high and then just be mashed for the whole week at work and work was so stressful but actually it helped me deal with the stress because I was so zoned out to it I just was so con I was concentrating so much on my health that and how bad I was feeling that everything else around me wasn't really an issue even though it was and um but yeah I, I, I developed IBS actually like really bad stomach problems and um it really it really affected me and I think all my emotions came out around my stomach problems. I went to the doctors, they weren't really very helpful. And I stumbled across a health kinesiologist myself and instantly saw change, like from the first appointment. And I just kept on going back and back and she was healing my stomach problems and healing past trauma and releasing trapped emotions and releasing trauma that's trapped within my tissues and cells. and just really got me grounded and um, energetically stronger. So then one day I just thought, sod it, why don't I do it? Because I loved it. I, I, I just spoke to my friends about it all day, every day. I've always been a bit of an agony aunt. So I was like, have you heard of this? What about that? Da -da -da. And I was so stressed at work. Um, I just woke up one day and, and decided to train. And now I'm doing it. So and here we are. And what's the time yeah. scale? How long ago were you still working in fashion and then I left the fashion world probably t just under two years ago so yeah. it's still still not that long ago actually probably less because I was teaching a year ago really but my full-time job um was two years ago and then I, I taught at university um pattern cutting which is construction of a garment that was fun that was a year so really one year yeah, yeah I love it and it's, it's, it's such a you know interesting story and I think the fact that it has helped you so much is so important, I think, always mm. when you're doing this kind of work. 
And something that I think is something that you said, and I think that's a really interesting topic, is that escapism and the behaviours that come around escapism. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially as you're a teenager and certainly early 20s, there's so many behaviours, whether it's, you know, eating, whether it's shopping and spending all your money, whether it's taking recreational drugs, drinking too much, mm. unhealthy relationships or sleeping with loads of people. There's so many forms of <laughs> escapism yes, so. that people get stuck yeah. in um, that I think it, the fact that you came to the realisation and saw that within yourself mm. and began to change it is amazing because mm-hmm. so many people don't. And I think, what? how do you think... What have you seen in other people? Um, what other kind of behaviours have you seen in other people or yourself about that escapism? And what do you think is or could be the answer to help people come out of them? Well, one, people will hands down say they're not doing it for escapism. So that's the hardest thing. A lot of my friends still do drugs. And when I sort of skim over the topic of being in escapism it like there's no point even going further because they will shut that down it's not something that they believe and even my clients I wouldn't mention that until they've started to come to grips with the idea so what what tips I mean I think it's just if you think that you are abusing something, whether that is sex, whether that is drugs, whether that is your credit card, and you're feeling uncomfortable or it's affecting your health or it's affecting your mood or your vitality, then really, really ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth that few seconds, few hours of fun? And if you're listening to this, ask yourself the question am I escaping from something is it is there something in my life that I'm not happy with and if if I was happy with that aspect of my life would I be abusing my body so much definitely and I think that can be the hardest bit is to recognize a behavior Mm. in yourself I think for so many people they might not you realize that what they're doing whether it's going out every weekend or you know shopping or a relationship they're in whether that's making them that is not making them feel good mm. coming to that realization is challenging because it means you a have to face up to a lot of stuff about yourself yes and b make changes so when you've made these drastic changes especially um with your friends how how what challenges have there been in that transition for you from going from a certain lifestyle into this very much more holistic and um, kind of healthy lifestyle now? Has there been challenges? Oh, crikey, yeah. (laughs) So many. Even now. And... Oh. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. And this, this is... This, like, part of the reason why... I do what I do because I'm helping people really just be themselves and I am being true to myself by standing my ground and, and, and being different and breaking away from the crowd and I suppose I was thinking that I was being different by doing drugs in the first place and you you kind of had this mentality that you kind of see the world in a different light and that... Um, you know, it sparked up so many interesting conversations. And, and to be fair, like, you know, it got me way more spiritual. And that really was a stepping stone for me to be in this path. 
But now being in this path where I don't do drugs and I meditate and I, I experience these weird and wacky things that people are like, whoa, that's so weird. But I uh, did this womb healing meditation at Mind, Body, Spirit and I felt rush, I was rushing, I was on drugs. And I wasn't, I was literally lying there with my eyes closed, listening to shamanic drum and I felt so high. And it's, it's, oh, it's just sort of breaking away from, from the question, but it's breaking away from the norm again and feeling, feeling confident about your decisions and trusting that the universe has got your back. And, you know, I've, I've dipped in and out of friendships. I've lost friendships. I've gained friendships. And that's the hardest thing, losing them or, or recognising you might need to step away. But it doesn't mean forever. Um, it might be, but you have to understand whether you're strong enough to be around certain situations. And if you're not, then you really have to step yourself away, build up your strength and then see if you can be in those situations again. But it is, it's a, it's a it's constant development and it tests, it tests you a lot. So it really tests the strength in your character. And what do you think, what are practices that can help you build up your strength? Because it can be really difficult. I know I have in the past had to pull away from relationships when I began to kind of change my path of things sort of mm. six, seven years ago and or stop seeing so many people because I know they brought out, you know, certain feelings or habits in me that weren't serving me. Mm. And that can be hard. So what what do you think for people that perhaps are feeling like some of their circles that they're mixing in aren't serving them? Mm. Maybe it's oh, you know, a best friend they've had for their entire life. What do you think what are good ways to kind of ground yourself back into who you are, setting boundaries, those sort of things? What advice would you give to people who may be in that situation? Oh, just slow the fuck down. Mm. Yeah. Slow down. Stop. Just stop what you're doing. Take, take some time. Spend time on your own and um, ground yourself, protect yourself. I've got um, some free videos on that on my IGTV. Um, good techniques to do that mm -hmm. and that allows you to sort of be more centered um, and slowing down so meditating you you know trusting your intuition and just when you slow down you start noticing certain feelings and thoughts write them down as soon as you get something even if it's take the washing out of the dishwasher or washing machine like write it down write everything down so you can then read back and see what actually is important and and clear out all the the extra rubbish like mm -hmm. emptying that the dishwasher but it's paying attention to your feelings and slowing down is really going to help help you recognize that so is there if there's a certain person that makes you feel uncomfortable or certain situations that make you feel uncomfortable but you're just flowing with it if you keep flowing with it you're never going to stop and recognize or you're just suppressing the fact that it feels, makes you feel uncomfortable. But when you have time on your own, which a lot of people avoid, but it's so important, you can sit there and then, then you have time to think and then it's like, well, if I meet up this person, is there a knot in your stomach? Do you feel sick? You know, did your whole body tensing up? Listen to that, mm. yeah. Yeah, I think it can be hard. It's part of our bodies. And what I, when I'm working with people, I work, you know, one of the main things I work with people is 
reconnecting to the body mm. and listening because the body is telling us all of the time yeah we just ignore it or push it down or we're escaping it in some way because we it's hard and scary to face up to it it is but transformative when you embark on that process it you know it is a process but you get to that point of transformation as oh, as you have yeah. and as i did a number of years ago ago as well and it's worth it would you say it's oh worth my it? gosh i love it like you commented the other day on my post oh, i was like i love lessons i love it because now when i have a shit time like now recently that earlier this year i had a really tra- i say traumatic but like i was really down for probably about a month maybe two where I was on the verge, I was literally fight or flight. If you mentioned a few things, I'd a business, I'd break down crying. And, and, but what kept me going was knowing that there's, this is, I'm like shedding skin. Like this is a, there's a reason for that. I just keep diving and diving, diving deeper into the topic. And now I just feel like I've rebirthed. Like I feel better than I've ever felt before. And I know that there's going to be another stage where I'm going to feel shit, maybe even more so than the time before. But just knowing that there's a positive and that when you feel great afterwards, like it's, it's so exciting. It definitely just keeps you going. Definitely. And I think I always say to people, just enjoying the ride because enjoy there's it. ups and downs like a roller coaster. Yeah. But just enjoy the process and sitting with the difficult times. It's like we're all going to fluctuate and have times when we feel down or shit or angry or sad. Yeah. Anxious. Completely. But allowing it, and I think rather than trying to escape it, which is the difference, isn't it? Before, before you're, that probably would have been the times when, yeah. when you would have gone out and, and got wasted, whereas now... And th- to sit with it, and that is powerful. That is where you're mm-hmm. connected to your, your power, to be able to sit and just accept that that's how you feel. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, and, and, you know, we do what we do. doesn't mean that we're never angry. doesn't mean we're never jealous. doesn't mean we're never, in, you know, some people might say depressed. Like, the other day, I, I, I switched. I, I, I do have a tendency to have a short fuse. And I was in the car and something happened and I literally screamed at the top of my voice a very rude word at another driver. But, like, it went from zero to, like, a thousand. And then I was so shocked that I did it that I started to cry. And I was like, what the hell has just gone on over... I find it really hard when it's sort of injustice that the car drove off. I wasn't able to explain myself and talk it through and you're, what do you think and what do I think and we can, there's a misunderstanding and we can just sit and explain and it's all fine. So you can't do that. And I was like, what is, what is the universe showing me? And actually I pulled out the, uh, a moonology card in the morning and it was about letting things go. But it's instead of just rolling with it and just being like, oh God, da 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 da. And I was like, okay, I am angry. It did piss me off. I am upset. Okay, that's fine. I'm allowed to feel like that. Bitter, like irrational. So why, what is it? What? Okay, ah, oh, that card this morning, letting things go. So it's the universe telling me to let things go. And I can't just switch my finger, click my fingers and, and let it go. But I'm aware that I need to let it go. So what can I do to let things go? You know, and it, it is, it's not going to come necessarily in, in one answer and it shift. But I'm working on it. I'm working on not letting other problems affect me. Yeah, definitely and I mean, think you know you hear it here people you can be spiritual and still yeah. get road rage and it doesn't make you any less <laughs> spiritual everybody gets it oh my god I scream <laughs> yeah I, I think that is you know nobody's perfect we all just no. human it's embracing our humanness I think mm-hmm. is what everyone can do with a little bit more and I want to jump back a little bit to something you you talked about just before your 
weird and wacky experiences. Can you tell us a little bit about some of these experience you've had in what situation they were and what what, what did happened. I say what you said it was when you were talking about your mind body spirit festival and you had oh, and yeah. you said you t- you had that experience and there was also um you've had lots of weird and wacky experiences before I was wondering if you could tell us a little oh, bit about right. any uh, of those let's try and think oh uh I mean <laughs> So what was How the, weird and wacky do you want me to go? <laughs> well, so so you would you describe yourself as a spiritual person? Yes. Mm. What, what, let's start with what that means to you. Um, it means that you are in touch with with Mother Earth. To me, it means I mean I be, I believe in God. I speak to God. I pray. I'm not religious, but uh, I mean religion is just a uh another person's opinion on spirituality i mean all religions are spiritual so it's just being in in touch with yourself your intuition with with nature learning from nature and believing in magic that's it believing in magic and what is because I, I I think it's really interesting when um, using the term God and spirituality because mm. so many people are so put off by that mm. just because of um, perhaps for religious <clears throat> reasons if yeah. they consider themselves not to be religious uh-huh. then they're very put off with the language but I think it's really interesting to if you pause and think about what that means and what so when you use the term God what do you what does that mean to you to me, oh well it God can translate to um, to to faith. It can translate to karma. It can translate to the universal, the divine, the Mother Earth. The I mean, you can translate. It's it's so many. Yeah, it's so many different words that you can use about that. But it's just knowing that you're never alone, ever. You've always got help. You just have to ask just have to ask for help whether that's a prayer or just be like oh oi mate like need a bit of help right now doesn't matter how you say it you're never gonna it's just asking for help and that that knowing that you've always got support and and I think naturally everyone at some point can say whether you consider yourself spiritual or not or religious or not yeah there's always moments when we find ourselves saying Oh please, please don't let me miss the train. Or yeah. please, you, so that all of those little things, you, we kind of naturally as naturally ask ask for help. So I think mm-hmm. it's it's um, kind of what we were saying. It's about embracing that and being purposeful with it. Because a lot of people just go, you know, that they've they're having, you know, their their loved one is on their deathbed and they just go, I don't know if there's anyone out there, but please, that's sort of a desperation. But they they believe in some, you know a little bit to just to, to talk out loud and um that's got that got my granddad through a lot of stuff actually that like he had emphysema he was in a lot of pain for a very long time for probably about 10 years he had a very slow and painful death but he was very religious like they're very church of england and that's what got him through like he knew there was more to life he knew there was a reason why he was here he knew that he he knew that spending time on this earth with his family meant something and was a reason for it and that's what kept him living so long kept his quality of life better even though you know on paper it wasn't 
wasn't all that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think it's having it's having a faith, isn't it, in mm. in in life in itself, in in our existence mm-hmm. for the times. And then when the times it does get hard, because it will, that is also part of life. Without that, you've got to have the tougher times to also have the better times. But it's having faith and trust that it will come back around again. Yeah. And I think that's what's so important. And whatever expression or form that comes in, whether you know, you've got all the different forms of religion, whether you don't ex- consider yourself spiritual at all, or whether you do consider yourself spiritual, but the most important thing that I, for me, and it comes back to, and speaking to you, I feel you know, on the same page, is that it's living with purpose mm-hmm. and living on purpose, connected to who you are. And, you know, we're all connected to nature in this way and having that and that's why we chose to come out here today and mm-hmm. record this from the beautiful forest because I've always wanted to come here and so nice. immediately I was very excited because India lives very nearby I was very excited that we at the prospect that we could come and record out here and be connected yeah. in this way whilst we connect with each other in the conversation and connect to all of you wonderful listeners so mm. I think it's very special but you said about weird and wacky stuff I just want to I'm not going to go into detail about that because will be too much for some people but just to know that anything is possible and everything is magic you know if I ever see a bird or if I see an animal I go oh what does that mean google spiritual meaning of that animal and it always comes up with an, an energetic or a meaning behind what is happening in my life at the moment see that is magic that's crazy so just know that anything is possible. Yeah. It sounds like I think of the way um, with that and having that kind of curiosity is what that mm. is. Like, oh, there's a little bird. What could that mean? <laughs> I love that looking, you know, you can look that up. And these, are, these aren't new things. It's been thousands of years, hasn't it? There's been spiritual meaning, shamanism, yeah. all these things of taking more than what is just face value mm-hmm. and not just living on autopilot, taking the time to notice mm-hmm. what is going on and be, be mindful, which I think is is incredibly powerful. It's finding out about your past, finding out about your ancestors, where are they from, you know, are these are they, you know, Scottish, Irish, Wiccan, you know, is that where they've come from or is it the shamanic um, background, are they South American, you know, and it and it's finding what all these herbalists and naturalists, um, witches or whatever you wanna call them. What, what they used to do to heal. Yeah, going back to our roots, really. And I yeah. think more and more, more and more people are beginning to, to do that. I think that what, obviously the, the last hundred years, the Western um, science has been incredible and there's been so many discoveries, but I think the balance kind of went, Ooh, sort yeah. of swung too, one, too far one way and finding that, that logical, um, sort of conscious um sort of the logical sort of way of doing things has kind of created this kind of imbalance and now everyone mm. is swinging back again and realizing that actually there is a lot instead to do with not finding answers and reasons for everything yeah. and just they are what they are and there's lots of inexplicable things in the universe in the world in life in our us our minds and that that's okay yes <laughs> there isn't necessarily Going answers yeah for everything can you tell us what have you had or what would be three of your biggest failures up to date and what have you learned from them? And they might be little little ones, like 
building something on your laptop and what you learned. Perhaps you've already shared one of driving a little bit of road rage and you already shared, so that can be one. Or there might be bigger ones, bigger ones. <laughs> well, there's three times I've been arrested. Oh, really? <laughs> Two drink driving and one was in a fight. So, yeah, that was my troubled teens. Um, what I learned from that was I'm not invincible and that it wasn't in, I was being someone I wasn't. I was acting up, showing up, um, showing off. And just, that was an escapism. It was just trying to fit in, fit into a crowd that I so wanted to be, yeah, so, hang on, how do I explain that? So this is a lot of the stuff that I do with work. When I grew up, I am very different from my family. Um, I have, I've always been very different. Not in a, we are so close, my family, but the way that I act, my beliefs, my character is very different from theirs. And I always knew that I was different. I always knew that I didn't necessarily fit in. They would be so hurt if they ever heard that they, I thought that because they're amazing. But I think having, knowing that I didn't, knowing that there's a, a deeper meaning of not belonging where I, ne I, I didn't understand what that meant. I, I wanted to distance myself from the fact that they were my family because I knew that I wasn't like them so I wanted to be f the furthest away from them I could possibly be so I um, yeah did loads of drugs and got into so much trouble with the police and that really shook me up it was kind of like hello you can't be doing this this isn't who you are you know get back to reality you know because other people are going to get hurt you know stop being so selfish and that, that was probably the, the, the lesson of me waking up and seeing the big picture. And how aware of you were, were you of that at the time? Did you feel like that when, that when it first happened or had that been a, was that a process over a few years? I knew I, the, the, the last time when I got arrested, it was, it was quite serious actually. Um, I went to Crown Court for like quite a long time and I had, I went to youth offending team um, which was actually really supportive because I needed that support. So it was a long, around that time, I, I sort of, I really recognised it wasn't in my, it wasn't me. You know, I, I looked at my family, I was like, I come from such a loving, wonderful family. Why am I pushing myself away from that? You know, I might not energetically match them but I, I am supported, I'm loved, and they're my family, so I fit into that, whether that makes sense in, or not in my head. And I, 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 yeah, I went to uni and studied really hard, and I cut down a lot on drugs, I never stopped <laughs> then. But I did, I am now. Yeah, you did now, but, so that's all that matters. <laughs> now you, re, you saw the light. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't an obvious. It, it's my work that I do now that I can see back then and the, 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 my faith in, in God and, and, and my spirituality that I now know the meaning of why I feel so different. Yeah. But that's going on a really deep conversation. 
<laughs> well, we can dip into toe into really deep. But if if you could sum, like, can you summarise then the difference between you now and or perhaps something? What would you say if you could go back to that that teenager who's been arrested multiple yeah. times? What advice would you give yourself then? Um. I would I would tell myself to work on my confidence just just to not to not to stand on my own two feet and that people will you people will like you you don't have to mold into someone else and I think that's I think that's a big problem I think that's you know a lot of work that you do with with um, teenagers is being scared to, to be the different one but actually you're really, really um, upset. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, you're going on a, some mad path. It's just really not mentally, physically healthy. So it's just telling, telling myself that it's okay to be me, yeah. You don't need to fit in. What does that even mean, fit in? Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I think as, teen- as teenagers especially, yeah, you always, you, mm. you're so afraid, or is it? You know, as children, but certainly teenagers, you want to be the same as everyone. You do. And I think... I always wanted to be part of the cool group. Yeah. And I remember being asked, oh, my best mate now, Juliet, she was part of the cool group. And I was, like, tagging on for ages. And they, there was a couple of moments and they're like, what are you doing? You're following me. And I'm like, no. But it's funny, we're, we're still really... Like, she's my best friend. She's my bridesmaid. Um, but I remember the first time they asked me to one of her birthday parties, it was Stephanie. She was like, Juliet wants to ask you if you'd want to go to her birthday party and she really thinks you're cool. And that, da, 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 and that acceptance there, I was like, oh, my gosh. And But thinking about it now, it's, like, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I had friends. I don't know why I wanted to be part of that group so much. You know, it, I, Juliet and I would have become friends regardless of of my obsession to be part of the cool, cool group. But what does that even mean, cool group? I know, exactly. And I find it, you know, lots of people yeah. from school, because there, there was there was group, different groups in the, the cooler group and the not-so-cooler group. I like to think I flitted, beto- I flitted, yeah. I flitted between the two. Me but too. often, lots of the people at school who were considered nerds or whatever, they're the ones that are now so cool. I know. And they're doing some of the most amazing stuff. So, oh, yeah, it's hard... I almost feel like they were the ones that just didn't... They were cool with being themselves. Yeah. So, you know, they were like, I'm different and what? So it's, it's amazing. Yeah, definitely. I know. Yeah, if only you could, could help... To help teenagers see that, I think it's an amazing, mm. amazing thing to do, isn't it? But, yeah, well, I think that is good, sound, sound advice. Is, would that be the same advice if you were to give the listeners, like, your, your biggest bit of advice... Would it be similar advice to what you'd give your younger self? Or would it be something different? I would say never give up. Never give up. Ever, 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 ever. And you're lighting up. You can't see her, but as you say that, she had a huge amount of face and it's bouncing around. Just never give up. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. It's really tough. But, like, if you've got an idea, just do it. I mean, in the fashion world, I got knowed so many times I mean no 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 shut the door shut the door shut the door shut the door I had no plan B it was the only option and yeah okay I'm not doing fashion now but that is a real part of me like I'm a creative person 
but it led me onto doing what I'm doing now, even though it's complete opposite and I have got the same mentality with what I'm doing now. You know, I'm gonna have no's, you're gonna have the door slammed in your face, you're gonna have people not replying. Interviews never got back to me. I'm still waiting for Burberry to tell me if I've got the job that I interviewed <laughs> with seven years ago, please. You know, but it, everyone goes through it. You're not on your own, never give up. I love yeah. it, love it. You've, you definitely heard it and you definitely should live by it yeah. can you can you tell um, everyone where they can find you on instagram website and how they can get in touch yeah of course so um my instagram handle is i am health and well-being so it's my initials i am <laughs> and my website is i am health and well-being.com i've got lots of free content on my instagram i've got a free download um throat chakra meditation if you're finding it hard to to speak up and be truthful with your feelings you can download that in my bio on instagram and um you can email me also through through instagram wonderful well thank mm -hmm. you so much for coming on and talking to us it's been lovely thank you so much for having me you know we're going to go on a little <laughs> stroll through the forest now I uh, can't wait the sun is shining we've got dappled light through the trees so we will or i will see you next time bye thanks so much for tuning in for another episode as always if anything has resonated with you today then please reach out to me and if you want to know more about how we could work together, then you can read about my Curiosity coaching program in the bio or check out my website, www.catrybarrett.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.